Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. Good morning. My name is John Scott. Um, um, I am one of the uh, I'm one of the sound guys. Jamie Miller's in the sound booth today, and and I, um, Jamie and I take turns running sound. I'm also um, uh, coordinate some of the community prayer events that we do um, uh, here at the church, and and some of those things. That's uh, who I am. Um, my title of my message today is Who Are You? And I'll get to that in just a second. I need to um, recognize uh, Joyette Greenlee. Um, will you raise your hand? Jo- jo- I'm sorry. Joretta. Uh, will you raise your hand? Listen, today is her birthday, and she is 88 years old. And so we want to recognize her today. So if you get a chance, tell her happy birthday today. So uh, my message today is, who are you? I preached, I I haven't spoke since last summer. The title of my message last summer was, who are you? I'm like stuck on that, right? Um, And maybe you remember that, maybe you don't. I I knew what I had spoke about last time. I didn't remember that was the title of of the message until I'd gone back and looked at some of my notes. but, but that's part of my cause zone. I went through the cause zone class with, um, with Rachel earlier this year and, um, and helping people understand their identity and who they are, uh, specifically who they are in Christ. It's, that's part of my cause zone statement. And so here I am. Um, and so the question is, who are you? That's not something that's a one-word answer, right? If I ask you who you are, you might tell me your name. I might forget it. Um, but... Um, but it's more, your identity is more than just your name, right? Uh, you might tell me uh, where you live, that's your address. You might tell me what, where you work or what your, uh, your, your job is, right? But our identity is, is more than that. It's more than just a one-word answer. If you've ever had your identity stolen, right, uh, your identity is more than your social security number, your bank account, uh, although if somebody else gets a hold of that, that's bad, Right, um, but but who are you? And the, I guess the better question is, as Greg pointed out a couple of weeks ago when he spoke, the question is it shouldn't be uh, who we are, but rather whose we are, right? And our identity um, should come from Christ, right? Uh, and and Greg even alluded to that this morning uh, as he shared from his heart. And I appreciate you guys for sharing this morning. Um, So uh, let's take a look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And Aaron used this scripture last week. Um, It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. Uh, A new life has begun. Right? Uh, so if anyone, anyone belongs to Christ, anyone has started that, uh, that relationship with Christ, anybody started that journey, right? You have a new life, and a new life means that you have a new identity. You're not the same person that you were. 
And so things have changed, right? And our faith in Christ is the starting point uh, for this new life. And, and that's what Aaron had spoke about um, last week. So how do, we, how do we go from there? Where do we go from the starting point, our faith in Christ? How do we grow from that? Uh, how do we avoid that? Um, if that's all we ever do is have faith in Christ, um, that's important. That's our starting point. I'm not saying we want to go beyond that, right? But we want to grow in that. How do we avoid that status quo that Aaron talked about last week, uh, or that stagnation? Uh, we grow in God's Word, right? Uh, God's Word uh, gives us some instruction. It gives us what we need. Um, and it's not just a, the knowledge of God's Word, uh, although that is important, but we need to uh, believe that. We need to have uh, faith that what it says about us is true. Um, let's take a look at uh, Romans 1, 16 through 18. In verse 16, this is um, Paul writing the Romans, he says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work. Saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. So this thing of faith is very important, right? That it's not just, um, uh, it's not just a, a head knowledge of, of Christ, um, but it's uh, knowing him, having relationship with him, and then having faith that what he says about us is true. Okay? Um, faith, the scripture tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? Um, you've heard people say, seeing is believing. Anybody ever heard that before? Right? Seeing is not believing. Right? Because when you see it, you don't have to believe anymore. You know. Right? So faith, um, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? And so the, the Word of God tells us what our life, um, what our life should look like and, and how we should live. It gives us instructions. It tells us who we are and gives us information about our identity. Right? So that when we're in Christ, we're a new creation. If we're on that journey, we have a new identity. And so I want to look at just some examples today. The, the Bible's full of descriptions about who you are once you've started that journey, once you're on the journey with Christ, what your new identity or what your um, identity is. Okay, so the first example uh, in God's Word um, is in, uh, I want to start with Ephesians 1, and I have this in two different translations, and I'll explain that for in just a minute. In Ephesians 1, uh, the New King James Version says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Okay, uh, how many saints we have in here today? Any saints in here? Okay. Very good, right? Uh, Ephesians uh, 1.1 in the New Living Translation, it says, This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I am writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. So being a saint um, means that you're one of God's holy people, 
right? And a lot of times, maybe we don't think of ourselves as saints, um, but that's who Paul is writing to. He's not just talking uh, to some leaders in Ephesus. He's talking to the entire church. And so if Paul were writing a letter to us, he would say to the saints at Church Triumphant, right? And that would include us who are on the journey uh, with Christ, who have started that uh, new life, Right? And so we're a saint. We're part of God's uh, holy people if you started the journey. Now, uh, as, as I think Greg was saying earlier, um, it's, it's not about us. It's about Christ, right? So that means that on your best day, uh, you're a saint, and on your worst day, you're still a saint. Now, I don't know what your best day looks like. Maybe... Um, you know, maybe it looks something like this. You get up early, uh, you get up an hour early so you can pray, uh, pray for a couple of hours, then you, you, you're in the Word for a couple of hours, and then um, maybe you prepare a, a meal for a foster family, you take it to them uh, on your way to the church to work at the food pantry, uh, and then on the way home, you... Um, you know, you, you help a, a homeless person, um, you know, get something to eat. Uh, then you spend another hour in prayer before you go to bed, okay? Uh, you, you're a saint, right? I, maybe your best day doesn't look like that. I, I don't, my days don't look like that. Um, what about your worst day, right? Uh, you wake up late, you yell at your spouse, you kick the cat on the way out the door, right? You're on your way to work, and you get behind that person driving 35 and a 55, that you can't get around. You lay on the horn for the next two hours or two two miles till you can get around them. Um, right? You get to work, you, you, you get there, about lunchtime, your boss comes over, asks you why you forgot to clock in. Right? Uh, and, and so I don't even need to finish that day, right? It's it's but guess what? Even on that day, you're still a saint, right? Because it's not about you, it's it's about whose you are, right? And in Christ, if you're, you're on that journey, right, then God still sees you as a saint. Amen? Being a saint doesn't depend on you. It depends on Jesus. And if you started that journey, then that's who you are. That's part of your identity. Okay, let's look at another example. Our next example comes from Philippians 3, verse 20. Uh, it says, But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we, eagerly, we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. Right? So we are citizens of heaven, that this place is not our home. And, and not only... Uh, not only is this place not our home, but our citizenship is actually in heaven. It's someplace else, right? Now, um, our rights and freedoms uh, as U.S. citizens, I'm going to use that as an example, they're spelled out in the Constitution, right? And we know that we have certain rights or certain freedoms that are spelled out uh, there for, for those of us who are citizens of the United States, our rights and freedoms as citizens of heaven are spelled out in God's word, right? And so that's, that's where we need to find our identity. That's where we need to realize our citizenship is. Um, and those are the things um, 
that, those are the things that we need to focus on. Those are the things that we need to let uh, be true in our lives. Um, the third example that I want to give is that we are, um, we are Christ's ambassadors. Uh, Aaron used this scripture last week too, 2 Corinthians 5.20, the New Living Translation. It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. Um, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Right? Um, so what's an ambassador? Ambassador is a, a citizen of one country that lives in another. They speak for uh, their, their country of origin. They, they act on their behalf. And so the Bible says that we are Christ's ambassadors, that we speak for him, that we act on his behalf, right? There's, there's a little bit of weight with that. Patrick spoke about this a couple weeks ago when he was talking about uh, sharing our faith, bringing that conversation back around to, to, be, to talk about Christ, right? Because we're his ambassadors. We're supposed to be speaking for him. We're supposed to be telling others about him. Okay, and so we can be Christ's ambassadors everywhere we go. And, and sometimes that's difficult, right? Um, not, just, not just for fear, but sometimes we encounter um, um, people who don't have uh, that same experience, right? Uh, anybody ever talk to somebody about the Lord and they're like, ah, yeah, I've been hurt by church, right? Um, and sometimes it's, it's, it's difficult to have a conversation with them because they, they're trying to tune you out. Um, sometimes maybe you've prayed for something, maybe for somebody to be healed or for something to happen. It didn't seem to, to work out that way, right? And so sometimes it's difficult to know, and, and we just have to be ambassadors with, uh, for Christ in what we know. And, and so um, I, I want to I talk about, um, or I want to mention here, in Daniel 3, 17 and 18, this is where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are about to get thrown into the fiery furnace, right? And Nebuchadnezzar is uh, giving them one last chance to bow before him. Um, and in verse 17, it says, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. So they're telling Nebuchadnezzar, God is able to save us. He's able to save us from the fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to follow him. We're still going to serve him. And that's kind of the approach that we need to take. We know that God is able to do these things. We pray for these things. Even if it doesn't work out the way we think they should, we have to have that mindset. We're going to serve him no matter what. We're going to be his ambassadors uh, no matter what. My, my fear is that sometimes because of those things that have happened, that sometimes we're so afraid of misrepresenting God that we don't, won't represent him at all. Right? And so we have to be willing to, to take risks um, and and. Don't be fear. Don't don't be fearful in representing Christ, right? Um, but you have to uh, 
speak for him. You have to be able to be his ambassadors, to be Christ's ambassadors. Ask God to help you represent him in the way that he wants, right? So when you have those opportunities to speak to others, ask for God's help. Um, The next example... in our identity in Christ that I have this morning is uh, from Romans 8, um, 35 and 37. And this, goes, um, this goes along with the song that we sang this morning, uh, that nothing can separate us from Christ's love. Uh, verse 35 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Overwhelming victory, right? Um, the, The New King James Version says that we are more than conquerors. So there are, there are things that come against us. We will have trials in, in this life. We will uh, come against things. But Christ said that we have victory. We have overwhelming victory um, because of what Christ did. It, it's not us, right? Keep in mind that it, it's not about us. It's about Christ. Okay? We have overwhelming uh, victory through Christ. In what areas? Maybe it's, it's fear or anxiety or depression, right? Um, I found 62 different places in the Bible where it says don't fear or do not fear. Uh, I, there's probably more than that. Those are the ones I, were, I was able to find as I was preparing for this. Um, the Bible commands us not to fear, and yet um, sometimes we fear, sometimes we're anxious. Um, maybe, maybe it's depression, Right, God wants us to have victory over those things. It's not. Um, it may not be. Uh, you know, God snaps his fingers and it's gone. Um, but he wants to. He wants us to deliver us from those things. He wants us to have victory from those things. Okay, and so, what if? What if, your, uh, what if your experience doesn't match what the Word of God says? So the Bible says one thing, you say, okay, I, I see that the Bible says that, but that's not my experience, right? Uh, I, maybe I don't see myself as a saint, or maybe uh, I, I don't have victory over some area of my life, right? If your experience and God's word aren't in alignment, guess which one is out of alignment? Right? God's word is true, right? But sometimes our experience, the reality of our experience becomes more real to us than the reality of God's word. And so what I'm suggesting is that let God's word be more real than your own experience. Okay? That that you have to, um, that's not easy to do. That's, I mean, it's easy to say probably, but not easy to do that if your experience doesn't match uh, the Word of God, the Word of God is right. 
we need to align our experiences to match his word, right? So we need to let the word of God uh, define who we are and change our way of thinking to match God's word. Uh, Romans 12.2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we have to meditate on the Word. We have to uh, find out what our identity is uh, in the Word and, and meditate on those things and let God change the way we think. Right? And changing the way we think is the starting point uh, for making our experience then line up with the Word of God. And that's His desire for us. That's who, um, that's who God says He wants us to be. Okay? Um, I, I want to do a couple of things here. Um, that, that's the end of what I had to say. It was, I knew it wouldn't be very long. But um, there's a couple of things. Um, I want to give you an opportunity for... So we were talking about uh, being on the journey with Christ, having that, um, that relationship with Him. If you're here today and you have not started that journey, I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Um, and, and if you're here this morning, you, you've started that journey, you're a saint, right? But there are some things that you're working on, some things that you need to uh, have victory over or some things that you, you want to overcome... Uh, I just want to give us uh, an opportunity to pray before we um, before I turn the service back over to Derek here in just a minute. Uh, anybody on the prayer team, would you raise your hand if you're on the prayer team? Listen, if there's anything that you want prayer about today and you didn't have the opportunity or didn't take the opportunity earlier to pray, uh, find one of these people that have raised their hand um, when we get done here and, and ask them to pray with you. Um, about these things, okay? So remember that our identity is found in Christ uh, and that the Word of God uh, gives us instruction on how to live and who we are and how uh, we are to identify ourselves. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org.